0: Rolling. Welcome back to the podcast. What do we
1: do on the podcast, teeth. Too many questions.
0: (laughs) 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 Well then, let me hit hit you with another. What are we talking about
1: this week? Oh yeah, we're talking about budgeting. Wait, I don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) We're not talking about budgeting. (laughs) I just put all those words together because they're very businessy did we ever talk about what
0: the alternate titles for this podcast were
1: do, no. you remember, do you remember any of those we made a list of stuff we did yeah we had a a list and a lot of the terms sounded really sexual <laughs> <laughs> we
0: didn't use those. i think the one that jumped out
1: or the one i remember the most was jump cut
0: jump cut but there's something yeah there was already a podcast i think
1: yeah there was Thinking about it, like, it doesn't really relate to anything. No, just, just sounds cool. It's jump cut, yeah. I think Filmcraft actually fits everything.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You came up with that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, this week we're talking about marketing. We're going to talk a little bit about distribution. And we're going to talk about how to know when to stop spending money on a movie.
1: Yeah, I think this is a good episode for people who've finished a project. Mm-hmm. And are kind of getting ready to put it out there. Yeah. And thinking about like what methods they should use.
0: Yep, for yeah. sure. For sure. Okay, so I guess let's go in order. Um, when film marketing comes, gets brought up or comes to mind, what's one of the first things you think of in terms of how to do it?
1: Immediately, it's creating the materials that you're going to use to promote the film. Mm-hmm. So do you have posters... Not just one, I feel like you should have, you know, different orientations, like landscape and portrait, Mm -hmm. and then also a bunch of stills that you want to use for the film.
0: Yeah.
1: And then a trailer.
0: Yep.
1: And not everyone's going to have this, but some behind the scenes stuff. Some what, sir? Behind the scenes. EPK stuff. Yeah, definitely. And potentially some interviews with people in the film. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Actors and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, the kind of material to market with. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: one of the things I'm really excited to try for this movie. So, what we did for Party Stories was before we had even started shooting the movie. I think it was kind of around the table read time. We took all the actors aside. We did the the interviews and stuff like that, and got headshots. And then we we announced the movie. We announced, you know. Diego is playing Jeff Monk, and this person's playing that person, stuff like that. Rolled out headshot. I remember we did it one at a time. Mm-hmm. Then we went and shot the movie. We had a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. Which let's take a quick no- quick note to talk about that too. If you're about to shoot a movie, it's even if you just use your cell phone and tell everyone on the crew and the cast, like, look. Just take pictures and then open a Google Drive, throw it all in there. I think it's much more beneficial than if you don't take anything at all. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking at our behind the scenes photos of this new movie we just did, and there's a lot of really great stuff in there. And I think it's going to really help promote the movie. Um, yeah, so the way we did the Price Race was we slowly announced everything, we shot the movie, had some behind the scenes things, and then we went away for eight months yeah. to edit the movie came back, we had a little bit, a trailer, and then there really hasn't been too much since. We've got that really 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 awesome gag reel that we're going to (laughs) release. But other than that, it's been pretty quiet. And on this movie, we decided to try the opposite. Um, We didn't even announce it until a couple weeks ago. Well, like six, seven months after it was shot. We haven't released anything about it, and we're going to try and control the flow of information a little bit more so let me ask you this latif if someone was to come up to you and say how should i control the flow of information of marketing for this movie what would you tell them
1: you mean for our movie or any movie?
0: no well as a general question
1: uh i don't know i have a different take on how to to go about marketing a film
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is it i think when you're I think before you shoot anything, it's probably not a great idea to just be like, we're going to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Because you might not make it. Um, so until you're like on production, I wouldn't start marketing anything. Mm. Um, and for me, that would be like, we're shooting, we're, you know, getting scenes done and yeah. and everyone's on set and there's actors. Then I'd start taking behind scenes photos and uploading them on Instagram and mm-hmm. putting them on your... Facebook group and all that stuff and then once you're done shooting you have a bunch of extra photos that you've taken that you can slowly start to put out there as well Um, I personally I don't really like doing interviews with cast members and stuff like that because I find a lot of them are very boring and they'll say something really dumb sometimes (laughs) Um, and it's hard to get what you want out of that so usually I'll just take photos of people and use that as marketing material Mm. and then I'll use a trailer as the main way to push the film Yep. And then I'll, I'll rather than doing like a traditional EPK, which is more like interviews with cast members and stuff, I'll take footage of the crew working behind the scenes, and put that together into a, like a little kind of B roll of of uh, the crew members working, which I find is a little more interesting and kind of mysterious in a way. Um, and then do a poster, uh, but for the most part, I won't start marketing until we're actually shooting. Hmm. and then I try not to be too like secretive about everything just because it's like we're making something so independent that no one's gonna be like oh my god they've released the news of the thing like we're not the Avengers
0: yeah I was gonna say we're the opposite of that they're fighting so people don't know anything we're fighting so people do know
1: things yeah like put stuff out there and don't be afraid to share your film because you want people to know about it And I think it's even stronger when you start pushing the marketing more once you're in post-production and about Mm -hmm. to finish the film because then it's like, we have something real. We've shot it and we're cutting it, so it's really going to happen. Whereas I know a lot of people, they do a really heavy marketing push before they shoot the film, which I think um, might be counterintuitive because you might not make it (laughs) or something will fall through and the production halts. So I like to do marketing once I know it's going to happen.
0: Or like party stories, you get you use all your not all, but a very solid chunk of your marketing before you shoot, yeah. and then you have kind of put it all out there. So you're going to go on radio silence for eight months. Like that's largely why we decided not to do it with this film, right?
1: Yeah, and and sometimes it's tough to get any um, traction if you don't have a product to show. Because mm-hmm. sometimes marketing will include you go on a podcast and talk about your film, or you do an interview with like you know a small TV station where you get a blurb, a, like a blurb about you in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. No one's going to want that if they don't know you've made anything. Yeah. So you can't just go to these sources and be like, I'm going to try to make a film. You want to interview me? It's like you need to have something, right? Um, yeah. And once you do, then it's easier to get into those positions where you can do a little bit of ind- independent marketing. And when we speak of marketing, it's very like um self-driven like you don't have a distributor we're assuming yeah and you don't have like a production uh company that's gonna do all this work for you yeah
0: we're still very much talking micro budget like you you don't have a publicity team for you this is you doing the legwork and getting it out there
1: yeah yeah and i I wouldn't recommend just like facebook blasting stuff every like two days because it's super annoying yep i think you've got to be smart about that um you should probably start a page for your thing on Facebook and Instagram or whatever you want. And, um, but even then be careful with that. Like, if you have like a way that you like to work, like I don't like to start pages for every new thing I do. Mm-hmm. I just distribute it through like one that represents my channel or my company or something like that mm-hmm. and distribute all the work through the same channel. So people yeah. who want to see that stuff are already subscribed to there. Mm-hmm. and then you can share it personally with your own page to everyone you know um but then be smart about how you do that don't just like spam very like generic posts and, and be like look at my movie um i, I find I've, I've been getting good traction with sharing my films online because i show some material that's like behind the scenes which is really cool and then some stills and then when the film is ready I, I write some copy about what the film is who's in it and then i give a link and then that's very effective I find because a lot of people like will actually take time to watch the film yeah because I've done a good job of like creating some interest around it yeah. without being annoying um, and then from there once you reach like uh, the more personal circle and you've gotten some views on your work then you start reaching out to blogs websites sharing it with like competitions and stuff like that and and going from there so that's kind of my recommendation with uh, online marketing and stuff like yeah
0: that. yeah totally that's one thing I'm, I'm really excited to try with this film too as opposed to party stories like we've been talking the, we just soft announced it we haven't even told everyone the most cast and crew don't even know what the title of the movie is yet. No. <laughs> and we're gonna do pretty sure title of movie trailer and then all this behind the scenes thing because i think that works a lot better when Compared to party stories where it's like, here's the cast interview. Oh, they're talking about this movie. Cool, where's the movie? Oh, we haven't shot it yet. Where now it'll be, here's the trailer. Everyone can check that out. You can get some buzz. And then, you know, just for the sake of sake, say you do an interview with your lead actress. And she'll put it out to everyone she knows. Oh, like look, I did this thing. If they watch that interview, they'll say, cool, let me check in the trailer. There's the trailer. It's right there. You have tangible things to offer people. And that's one of the things I'm most excited for in terms of our, call it, release schedule. Even though that's the incorrect term yeah. <laughs> uh, for this movie. Yeah,
1: it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and then the next thing that I think people will probably try to do is submitting their film to film festivals. Mm. And that's that's like... I think, I don't really consider that marketing because I think that's you trying to get your film in front of people who will sell it. Yeah. So you're leaning distribution. towards distribution. You're not distributing the film, but you're trying to find a distributor if you're doing that, I think. Because mm. um, a lot of people will will look for distributors in film festivals, naturally. Mm. Um, so if you're trying to do that, you've got to really have a, all that stuff that I talked about like ready and have a tight like uh, package for your film. Mm-hmm. Got to have all your stills and trailers and all that stuff. And another really important thing is you need to clear a lot of things. So hopefully you've taken the time to take um, uh, all the signatures of the uh, cast and crew who are on the film. Yeah. And get release forms
0: for everything.
1: If you don't have release Um, because like if you're working with the actors like yeah they want to do it and they're shooting and everything and you forget to get a release Mm. you have to go back to that person and get the release Mm -hmm. because the reality is and I know a lot of people are just like no we're filmmakers we'll just make it happen Um, you probably haven't gone through distribution when you do distribution you need to have all your stuff all your paperwork because when the company says can we have the paperwork and you're like well we just did it indie and we don't have you need to have the paperwork because yep. if they don't have the paperwork, they can't sell it. It's mm-hmm. not that they don't take it. They can't sell it. They yep. need to have that stuff cleared in order to give it to a buyer. Yep. And if you don't have it, then you can't do that. So have all your signatures and shit.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. at least the two things that you need are having clearances for your uh, talent mm-hmm. and then having music clearances.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like both those things are huge because if you... I don't know, you have your third supporting actor. You didn't get his release. The buyer sells it and it goes on to make a million dollars and that third supporting actor wants to be just a little bit of a dick, He'll be like, you don't have rights to show my face. So like, what are you talking about? You agreed to do the movie? Yeah, but I didn't give you permission. And then all those profits, everything is just in flux and he's gonna, he, well not gonna, but has the potential to go after a very substantial chunk of that. And that's why people just won't take risks.
1: Well, that's the thing. That will never happen because you'll never sell it. Yep. If you don't have it, you won't sell it, which is just, like, the chain of how it works. Mm. Um, The thing that, like, you might fudge, and I know a lot of people do this, is they don't have location clearances or stuff like that, or maybe Mm. there's, like, a logo that you haven't cleared. You might be able to work around stuff like that. Mm. But if it's, like, you don't have music clearances, you won't get that, like... Cleared. Yeah. Unless you have a ton of money.
0: Do you ever hear the story of the Russo brothers, the guys that make the Avengers their first
1: movie? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard the story.
0: So basically, they made a the first movie. I, I have not seen it, but from what I've heard, it's very, very good. The problem with it was they cut the entire movie to very, very famous songs. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, they have, I don't know, Thunderstruck by ACDC in there, followed up by something Aerosmith, and then, you know, Led Zeppelin or whatever. And this thing went to film festivals, and when it came time to sell it, everyone was like, we love this movie, we can't buy this, will you recut it with different music? Yeah. And they're like, we cut this to each one of these songs, this movie doesn't work unless it's cut this way. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, good luck. guess you're not selling your movie. Having said that, it was so good that it got them noticed, yeah. but they made $0 off that and it will never, ever see the light of day.
1: Unless they can clear the music.
0: Yeah. Well, now they might be able to.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, now that they have money, they could probably clear it. They got but, Avengers money. But they're probably on, on a different... They're in a different headspace, I'm guessing. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, those are two things that you n- need to have. You have to make sure you have talent cleared and music cleared. Yep. And you probably won't have music cleared if you're an indie person. So don't use popular music in your films.
0: Yeah, go to local bands... Like even, I would definitely recommend reaching a, a tier above what you think you can get. Worst comes to worst, you get a hold of them, they don't get back to you or they say no. In which case you just ask someone else. But the indie music scene and independent artists are the people you're going to want to say, like, hey, I have no money, I'm a struggling artist, so are you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be in this movie? <laughs> like, I can't offer you anything, but it would be cool for you to be in a movie. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that either. Like. It's all you have to offer. If they're into it, tweet. And then you got yourself a song that you can cut to, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the... the gateway into looking at a distributor. You have to have at least all those things lined up so you don't run into any, like, issues because you're going to have to sign some paperwork that says, I have all this stuff cleared and whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you lie about that or if you don't have it and then something happens later on a lot of the times like companies like that will make sure that you have to pay for your own Mm -hmm. um, lawyer fees and stuff like that and you probably don't have that money anyways so you'll get in a lot of trouble if you don't get these things cleared Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, going from there I guess when you're at a festival and you're talking about distribution and where to take your film you might have some meetings with people if you have a really successful film a lot of people will be like oh I want to take your film and distribute it and all that stuff and they'll talk about they'll have some terms in there that that dictate what the agreement is and a lot of times it'll be where does the film play Mm. um how long do they have the right to distribute it whether it's an exclusive deal with them or not Mm. stuff like that I don't want to get too much into that because
0: what territory they own whether it's worldwide or North America or whatnot
1: yeah so you'll hear like a lot about that kind of stuff and um i think at that point you just have to have uh someone representing you in your film so either an agent or an entertainment lawyer that knows what they're doing yeah um and then if you're able to get a distributor then you don't really have to worry get, worry about marketing that much
0: yeah and so. before i get into this I'll be, I'll be the first to say that i haven't gone through that fully yet mm-hmm. but I've talked to a lot of people that have and I've listened to a lot of people that have and one thing that I'm taking away from it and going into this movie we're about to try and get distribution from is don't be afraid to say no to the distributors. You hear all kinds of stories where it's like, yeah, we'll distribute you. uh, So we're just going to take the first half million dollars (laughs) and basically what they're saying is we will take all of the money and you will get nothing. And, you know, if maybe there's an off chance that That works for you because you don't care about money and the whole world's going to see it. I doubt it, but don't be afraid to say no. If you get literally nothing and it locks your film up, they own it for five years. Like It might not be the best deal for you just to say, i got distribution. What'd you get out of it? Nothing. (laughs) Don't be afraid to fight for your share of what you think is fair. And don't be afraid to look into self-distribution too. if, uh, If getting a distributor doesn't pan out.
1: Yeah, because you, you at least want your film out there where people can watch it. Yep. All that work shouldn't go to nothing. Yep, totally. Um. Yeah, I think that's. that kind of covers it for the most part, right? Yeah,
0: and we'll have a lot more to say about distribution in the coming months. Like, we're planning, we're starting to plan Party Stories release, which we're thinking April. Yeah. Ish. And then, you know, this next movie, which we'll be announcing very shortly is going to be done and we'll be hopefully going through the film festival circuit with that so we'll have a lot more to say about distribution within the next you know four to six months yeah and hopefully we can give you a lot more information on it okay yeah and then the last topic is when to stop spending money on
1: a movie when you're done
0: yes what is done right because like you will have you'll have your movie finished yeah I wouldn't say so all right, let's back up. I wouldn't say abandon a project under 99% of circumstances. <laughs> like, if you've already shot it and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I kind of don't want to pay a sound guy for a mix. It's mm. not that good. I would say just do it. Like, get some film student to do it. Spend 400 bucks. I think it's worth it to finish it. I'm more talking about... You're done editing. You're done editing when to say okay I've spent enough on film festivals I've spent enough on (laughs) trying to get this movie out there maybe hired a PR firm or something like that Um, I guess we'll tell this story for Party Stories yeah Um, so we finished Party Stories finished editing it in oh god when did we finish that with Mm -hmm. July two years ago
1: yeah I think it was July yeah so when you came back from Mexico
0: Yep. So I got married in May and then I immediately came back and pitched the idea of this new movie to Latif, and we've been working on that ever since. So there was this overlap of we're finishing Party Stories and we're beginning early, early development on this new movie. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I had to ask myself was, okay, there's a very real chance I'm going to have to fund this new movie out of pocket. So what's the best interest? Is it keep... Firing money at film festivals for party stories, see what sticks, throw everything up the wall, see what sticks. Or to start reserving and then put that money aside for budget on this new film. Mm -hmm. And we elected, not down the middle, more so like let's put money aside for the new movie and go lighter on the film festivals for party stories. Yeah. Now having said that, Kate's going to hate that. She's like, you always say that at the podcast. You always say, having said that. <laughs> Hi, baby. I love you. Does she listen? <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, but having, Zurb. <laughs> Zurb. having said that, what do you think, Latif? when it came to that crossroads? Like, when I said, should we halt on the film festivals for a little bit and put the money aside for the new movie? What was your thoughts?
1: Um... I probably would have shopped it to a few more film festivals, mm-hmm. like smaller ones, even just to get, an, get a screening somewhere. Yeah. Um, but part of me is thinking, you're in a unique position now because you've finished your second feature, mm-hmm. which is stronger than your first one by, by a lot, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And now you can take your new film to festivals. And say because we haven't distributed party stories yet at all no nope. one's seen it um, but say say you take the new film to a festival and a distributor is like this is cool mm-hmm. this is exactly what we like and this is kind of kind of film we're looking for we'd love to distribute your film and then you're like guess what I've got another film that <laughs> I shot and that needs distribution too yeah. and there, I, I think it's likely if a, if a place um, you take your film to is like we really like this film and then you tell them you have another feature film, they might be like, well, sell that one too! <laughs> it could happen, because I know a lot of distributors like to work with um, filmmakers more than once. Yeah. So if you've got something like that, you might have a very interesting opportunity mm-hmm. on your hands where you can sell two films at once. Yep. Um, so that could be an option. Or you could distribute this film and then see what, what happens with it. Um, party
0: stories or the new one party
1: stories yeah through self-distribution and then if people are like hey i like i really like this what's your next thing And you are like oh it's finished it's gonna be out in a month then it it could bring you to your it could be like an extended trailer for your new film
0: yeah and that was one thing that i thought of right when we started developing the new movie was we're going to be in this unique position of we have party stories ready to launch yeah and i feel like we're gonna be so swamped with this new movie that we're gonna launch Party Stories right when we're ready to promote this new one, which is yes. exactly what's happening. Yeah. So we have the added luxury of, once we put a full movie of Party Stories out there, if it gains some traction, we have momentum to say, here's the next thing, and hopefully we can keep growing and piggybacking off of that, yeah. which I think is pretty rare. There aren't many people that market features with features.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I my only worry with that is if you don't do a good job of marketing the first thing Mm -hmm. it's not going to help with the second thing yeah so you've got to really push the first film Mm -hmm. in order uh in order for people to want to see the the new thing Mm -hmm. um which is why i i think if you really go with the first one and kind of keep the the first so if you go with the new film and keep the first one in your back pocket you might have an opportunity to sell both at once yeah. because no one's seen the first one mm-hmm. um, so I think that's just like something to think about um, depending on what what you feel like your strength is because if you don't think because I personally like I feel like I do an okay job at marketing but it's to a very small audience mm-hmm. I don't try to go abroad because I don't think my stuff works for everyone um, but I think I do a good job with the people I'm trying to reach mm-hmm. um, and I've always found that um so if I'm marketing something I know who to go to and exactly what I need to do to get their attention
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you do something like that so for people out there they just have to think about that when they think about pushing a film out there mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and yeah, like we said too
0: we'll have more coming on that in the next you know half year, yeah,
1: but that's another thing because you said when do you know to stop and I think being realistic is a huge thing because Mm -hmm. some people will just get into that loophole of the next film festival will do it. Yeah. Because I've submitted my shorts to a ton of film festivals. And I think if I showed you my list of... Because I I use Film Freeway for festival submissions. I just like their Mm -hmm. page better than the box.
0: And that's closing now, too.
1: Yeah. And and Film Freeway is from Vancouver. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Sweet. I knew it was Canadian. Canadian company. It's from Vancouver, which I like as well which is why i support them Mm. but they they have a a good list of all the festivals you submitted to and whether you got in or not Mm -hmm. if i show you my list there's going to be like 25 film festivals Mm -hmm. and i've gotten to like four of them yep so you will get rejected more than not oh absolutely unless you have a really really good film but Mm -hmm. even then you'll probably um get a decent amount of rejections with that as well um you'll lose more than you'll gain, but it's a risk you have to weigh in because a lot of the festivals submitted to are not that expensive. Yeah. And a lot of the ones I did are free because there are free festivals out there. Okay. Um, so you have to be uh, realistic about where you're going and how much you're spending. Have a number and try to stay under that limit yep. when you're doing festival stuff. And also be uh, realistic about where you're sending it to.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, talk about that a little bit. Like, I know you're not going to name names or anything, no, but no. tell the st- are you comfortable telling that story? Yeah, for sure.
1: I, I mean, it's that wasn't the one case. It, there's been a couple of people I've worked with. Where oh, I, I'm
0: sure it's universal, largely.
1: Yeah, I mean, even I had that delusion mm. early on, and I was like, what was I thinking?
0: Okay, well, tell the delusion.
1: I, I made a short film, and I thought it was going to get into a big festival, so I started sending it, and then nothing came back.
0: Mm-hmm. Was that your first short?
1: Um, it was something I made in film school <laughs> it wasn't even like a good thing I just I was like I tried hard let me send it to some big festivals and I think it was like you know like one of the first films I've ever made mm-hmm. and it was better than anything I've made but looking back like it wasn't that good mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a film school project and yeah. I thought it would get into some big festivals if if I entered them in like the student category and it didn't get into anything Um, but looking back I'm like that film wasn't that good I was just proud that I made it Um, so I was delusional I thought it would do something for me but I'm working with people now um, doing posts on a lot of projects where people will be like I'm gonna send it to Cannes I'm like this is not gonna get into (laughs) Cannes I don't say that I'm like but I'm kind of like, are you sure? Is that the best place for this? And they'll be like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's a great film. I'm like, it's OK. <laughs> and I'll kind of nudge them and be like, why don't you send it to the to a Niche Festival, where your film might work? And then they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. And then they get into that festival, and they're super excited. Mm. Um, but I think it's about being realistic. Is your thing going to be good enough for Sundance? Or the Cannes Film Festival? Mm probably not for TIFF or for Tribeca mm. probably not yep <laughs> unless you know unless you've got like a solid thing and you're like mm. damn this is really good but if you're kind of like I did pretty good yeah
0: I think especially in this day and age too if you're targeting those bigger ones one of the big first things I would ask myself is like do you have a name star like as sad as it is I think that's a huge thing
1: well, I, I wouldn't even I, if you're making a short film I don't okay. Think yeah. So. Sure. Sure. If you're making yeah. short films, you can mm-hmm. get into the really big festivals. Yeah. But you have to have a really, really good short film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's where, you know, where you might have a chance. Yeah. If you're doing a feature film, unless it's really, really, really good, mm-hmm. you probably will have a very difficult time getting into a festival.
0: Yeah, especially the A list ones.
1: Yes, unless it's amazing and probably the best thing ever. Yeah. If you've made the best thing ever, submit it to everything. You have a chance. I believe in you, God.
0: Uh, we just doomed thousands of people. They're like, I, I, didn't make the best thing ever. What do I do? My wallet—it's like a tumbleweed. It just blows around now. Um,
1: and I'm not trying to be like sad and depressing, just real. because I'm delusional as well. I also have hopes of getting to a big festival. Mm-hmm but I don't have anything on me now that will do it. I don't have any films that will do it right now. I'm hoping to make one one day. Mm -hmm. And I think if you have a short film right now, you can watch it and and be honest with yourself. Um, And I think that's all it's up to. Mm -hmm. So you've got to be realistic when you're submitting because you have very slim chances. And you've got to be a little delusional, I think, to even work in this industry. But at the same time, (laughs) you've got to be honest about how how good your thing is Mm -hmm. and let delusion just sit at the top but not take all all of it over Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i think it's a good note to end it on be crazy but not too crazy
0: (laughs) don't don't beat the crap out of yourself if your thing doesn't turn out to be the next (laughs) casa who's
1: aiming for that (laughs)
0: Oh, I'm sure lots of people are That um, literally revolutionized Filmmaking let's it's, see. it's a
1: good movie You know it's a classic mm. But I'm like who's out there like now Going like I'm to make the next Casablanca <laughs> Someone is listening to this
0: podcast Weeping uncontrollably For me saying Son of a bitch <laughs> I was gonna do that but now I can see it's stupid
1: No one's gonna watch Casablanca 2 The Revolving Matrix <laughs> like, why would you name it that? <laughs> Uh, I've never seen Casablanca no no no. we should watch it you know there are a lot of classic movies that I probably won't ever watch I was gonna say there's just you could there's no way you could
0: ever watch all the good movies it just can't be done no you'll you're gonna miss some mm mm-hmm.
1: I mean, especially with the the rate that they're coming out these days. I think Scorsese has seen them all, just because he's like seventy (laughs) six, so he's had the lifetime. He's older than that, isn't he? I think he's like in his seventies. Hold on, I'm googling it. But you have to be old if you've seen all the classics. I think if you're like twenty and you've seen them all, hold on, you're guessing seventy six. Yeah.
0: I'm going mid-80s. Mid-80s? No way. Yeah. i he's not that old. Oh my god, you were exactly right. 76.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He is 76. Way to go, man. (laughs) Yeah. He's one of my favorite directors. Oh, he's amazing. I love his movies. But I'm just saying, like, I haven't seen all the classics, and I can't cite all the classics. Mm. I do know a, a decent number of classic films, but those are things I like. Yeah. So if someone's like, you have not seen Casablanca? it's one of the greatest it's like shut up there's so many great old movies there's a million and they're not all the greatest movie I I won't watch it anymore now I'm mad at Casablanca
0: oh no we gotta do an episode now just like the glass one but you're the one that's angry and it's Casablanca
1: you know what's pissing me off I'll
0: probably like it (laughs) I'll be like damn that was good (laughs) like when you that like movie trope of getting drunk and accidentally having sex with someone you hate
1: (laughs) and you're like oh that was good
0: (laughs) damn it oh I like them (laughs) alright well until next week we are Filmcraft you dear do you picture that being like a transformer what We are filmcraft. We morph into one giant human that is (laughs) filmcraft. That
1: would just it would morph into a giant lens. (laughs) Doesn't move. Just sits there. It's always out of focus. (laughs) Here's the podcast sponsor
0: host. It's pippa.io p a p p a dot io podcast hosting service. Cheap, awesome.
1: Check them out. Okay, bye.